welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 85, part one of the talk given by Francis Hogan, entitled Facing Up to Reality. I think you have already been very well fed this morning. And so I hope this is not information overload. What I want to share with you is something very simple, but it's very profound if you can hear it. One of the things uh, in our society today is that we seem to have uh, renamed the word greatness. Apparently, you can be great if you score enough goals in the season. Or you can be great if you become famous for something. Indeed, famous for anything. You can even be famous for the number of marriages you have or your outlandish lifestyle. One of the problems in the Western world is that we relabel things. And when you come into the spiritual life and into union with God, we have to take the false labels off and put the true labels on. And when we put the true labels on, we can begin to somehow appreciate what the Spirit is saying to us. What I want to share with you is how do you come, you, each one of the yous and me, How do you and I, ordinary people, come to experience greatness of soul? True greatness. Because today, the Dies Pentecoste, the day of Pentecost, is the day when God decided that the body of Christ was to experience the true greatness of being the Son of God on the earth that we were to have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. And it was the Spirit of God that enabled Jesus to be what he was and to do what he did. And it's the Spirit of God that enables us, the Church, to do what we must in the world today. We don't do it according to the flesh, that's not possible. But according to the Spirit, yes. When Benedict wrote his encyclical on love, he made a very clear distinction between eros, or erotic love, the possessive love, and philos, the love of friendship and the love of family, and agape, divine love. And he said very, very clearly that it is this agape, or divine love, that is truly called Christian. These other loves are human loves. The other one is divine. Now, he wasn't putting down the human loves, not at all. He was just simply trying to describe that this other one is literally from a divine source. And it is this love that proves that the spirit who indwelt Jesus is indwelling us. And that when the spirit of God comes to work in us, he gets to work inside of us. Uh, The Spirit of God is very shy. I don't know if you noticed that. He doesn't 
I mean, you might think you could, you could contradict me instantly by saying, well, we have all these dramatic signs. But if the Spirit of God is allowed to work, he goes to work inside of you, in the very depths of your being, at the very roots of your being. That's where he goes to work. And he does two things. He first of all brings you on the inside. This is the first piece of territory that has got to be claimed for God. This piece here. I remember back in 1972 being at a very wonderful conference in Ireland, in the north of Ireland, and it was uh, Christians of all denominations together. It was a very blessed conference. And uh, at the end of it, the Lord spoke to us in prophecy and he said, Go home to your houses and go home to your church communities and bloom where you were planted. But allow me to bring you into God's order. And when the time comes, I will call you forth as a mighty army to testify for me. And we all knew we were being sent home to let the Spirit of God work in the very roots of our being so that everything inside of us could be brought into God's order. That means all my emotions, my way of thinking. Because St. Paul says to the Ephesians that we have to go through a revolution in our thinking in order to be able to have the mind of Christ. And we had to submit our intellect and our reason to God so that he could really anoint us with the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. Everything inside of us had to come into God's order so that when you sang the words, Jesus is Lord, that he actually was Lord of this kingdom. That when you receive Jesus in Holy Communion, that he's coming into his own kingdom, he's coming into his own house, he's coming into his own tabernacle, and he can use this tabernacle any way he likes. This is what he was looking for. And he was saying that if we couldn't come into this order, as long as there was disorder in us, in any part of our being, Satan could still attack. Satan could still destroy. But if we would allow God's order to come into this being, then we would eventually see a most incredible thing that the results of this action of the Holy Spirit would be that eventually a fruit would appear on the tree. And the very first one is the sign that it really was God at work, and it was love. The second one is quite literally divine. It is joy, not produced by anything on earth, given to you in the depths of your being. And the third one forms a trinity, peace. If you want to experience heaven on earth, all you need is love and joy and peace. There are people traveling throughout the earth. They are spending huge sums of money on having all kinds of experiences. And the thing they don't have is love, joy, and peace. And this, St. Paul says, is the essence of the kingdom of God. This is it. If you've got it, this is it. This love, joy, and peace. <clears throat>
The second area where the Holy Spirit goes to work is that as he's working on the inside of you, he also begins to work on the outside of you. And he's a very tidy worker. If you happen to be married and have other people living in the same house as you, what he works on is to try and regulate the relationships with all of those people so that all of those relationships come into God's order. That's called getting your house in order. It doesn't mean getting the hoover out. And that's the second piece of land to be claimed for God. When we're letting the Holy Spirit work on reclaiming this wider piece of land for God, then he begins to work on the wider thing of getting the relationships in the body of Christ in order. You know, we can shake hands with somebody at Mass that you're hoping you won't see for the rest of the day. You're not like that, you know. And you can have, you can shake hands with somebody that you know darn well that if you have a need, you can't knock at their door. That's not order in the spirit. That if you take somebody's hand and give them a firm hand of friendship and peace and joy, that it is the body of Christ connecting in grace. If we did that, there would be real healing all over the place. And if the relationships don't come right, then there's disorder in the body of Christ. Can you see it? If there is disorder in the body of Christ, you're sick. When there's disorder in your body, don't you have to go to a doctor and say, look, the kidneys are not doing what they should be doing. Or something's not doing what it should be doing. I just don't feel right. Well, the church doesn't feel right when the relationships in the body of Christ are not right. And so the Holy Spirit has got to go to work on that as well. And unless we reclaim that territory for the Lord, we can't go out into the wider society and let the Holy Spirit bring order out of chaos. Am I explaining anything to you? Showing you how to evangelize. And charity begins at home. Love your neighbor as yourself. But it's not difficult because the whole thing comes from God. This is what uh, St. Paul tells us in Romans 5. The sufferings that we experience bring patience, as we know, and patience brings perseverance, and perseverance brings hope. And this hope is not deceptive because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, poured in lavishly. Now, if you're going to pour something into a cup, the only way it won't go in is that the cup is already full. So if the Holy Spirit wants to be poured into our lives, then we've got to make room for that. Now, one of the things that I was expected to speak on this morning is how this is manifested in the lives of the saints. I don't know how 
uh, how much you've read about the saints, but one of the ones you should really, really, really read is St. Therese of Lisieux. Little Therese. Doctor of the Church at the age of 24. And now that I'm 65, I find that very challenging. Very challenging. 24? She made the first major surrender of her life to God when she was three. Anybody else? And Therese taught us that if you want this love to be brought forth in your life, that you need to do a major self-denial inside. It's easy to hit out at other people, but a major self-denial inside. And that self-denial is to stop this selfishness that I want and I want to get something out of it, and I want it for me, and I'm, I'm going to be first, and I'm going to be this, and I, 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 I. Love can't even live if this I, I, I thing is on top. And she's the one who said, if you want to become a saint quickly, all you've got to do is make room for love. And ask the Lord to let you see the people around you, and indeed to let you see yourself the way he does. If you ask God to let you see the people around you as he sees them, you'll never see them the way you saw them before, ever. You'll see them through the eyes of wisdom. You will see them through the eyes of compassion. You will see them through the eyes of understanding. Somebody who's really snapping at you and being very, very irritable and you just want to react the Lord will let you see that there's something really hurting in that person. And that if you respond with compassion and love, you will be the agent of the healing. Because the Holy Spirit who is poured into your heart will reach out and touch that thing that's causing this volcanic eruption in the other person. But if you don't look with the eyes of the Spirit then you can get a battle, can't you? Because it's human nature just hitting back. You didn't smile at me, so I won't smile at you. You didn't give me a lift, so I won't give you one. That's absolutely on ground floor level, the flesh stuff. But the Spirit of God enables you to do things that are much more wonderful than that. Love that is poured into us through the Holy Spirit... Uh, first of all appears uh, to do nothing because it's working so hard inside of us. It's only when it begins to work around us that we begin to notice, wow, this is extraordinary. But eventually when the love begins to burst into flame, it can become a huge fire. St. Therese said, for example, that there were times when she could feel that she was actually burning with this love. St. Gemma Galgani um, used to say that her heart was expanding, and after she died, they uh, opened her up and the heart was totally abnormally big. And she said it was love did it. She said she could feel her heart expanding, taking up more space in her body. 
Sometimes the saints experienced what Therese called transports of love. Now, there's no possibility of experiencing a transport of love unless you have dealt with the selfishness. Divine love and selfishness will not inhabit the same thing. It just will not. And one of the uh, great sadnesses for me is that while Christians have this possibility of being so filled with the Spirit of God that Jesus said, it will burst out of you like a fountain of living water and give life to everything around you. Even though that possibility is there, the incredible thing is the number of Christians who don't look happy. True or false? Now, if we don't look happy, it means we don't feel it because we write everything on our faces, you know. And if we're not feeling it, then there is something wrong in the way we are receiving the Holy Spirit. If you uh, get an infilling of the Holy Spirit and do absolutely nothing about it, the love will die. Love absolutely demands expression. Absolutely demands it. And the more you express the love in loving service to others and surrender to the Lord, the more you do that, the more space there is for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you to an even greater extent. And your capacity to receive God grows and grows and grows and grows. Your capacity to share love and life with others grows and grows and grows. Your capacity to communicate God to others grows and grows. To the point where you don't even have to speak to someone and the Spirit of God will work through you with that person. You may not even have noticed that a person has need and the Lord will use you. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximize your potential, to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life is filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.